The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers who are in the house. Some of you are very, very cold <laughs> in the places that you're at. And anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. We use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Saturday morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you go over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, you're listening by Red Red State Talk Radio. We hope that you'll join us over there and scroll down on the right side of the page. We are streaming live there. Uh, Second video down, the top one is Bradley. He'll be on at 3 p.m. today. He'll be on for two hours, by the way. You can catch him at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And also, uh, while you're there, subscribe to our newsletter. Again, we send it out once a day. We don't spam you. We don't rent the email out. We don't sell your email or any of that stuff. You get all the articles that we put out at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And that's me, Bradley, and the contributors we have there at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Yesterday was a very busy day with the information that we were putting out. And um, also while you're there at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, if you have the ability and you would like to support what we do, both on the radio, on the Internet, and out among the people, you can do that by going to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. There's a Donate button right at the top of the page. Click on that. You can make a donation. Um, you can also partner with us monthly. You can become a son or daughter of Liberty. Click on that link at the top of the page and you can set up what you'd like to donate to the sons of Liberty to keep this message going again. You're mad about the fake news, lying mainstream CIA controlled corporately owned media who have billions of dollars to send their propaganda against you. And if you agree with the message of sons of Liberty support us, we don't have that backing us. We just have you. We're dependent upon you guys. And uh, we're appreciative for all the support you give us, both on the radio and the chat, across the video platforms, and uh, financially and prayerfully as well. Also, the store that we have there, that's also at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Click on that. Any of the products you purchase there help to support the Sons of Liberty, and we appreciate you very much. All right, this is uh, our health and wellness show, and um, Kate is usually joining us. She's not on just yet. I don't know what's going on. Uh, but she hasn't joined us yet. But you know what? We're we're having a bit of um, uh, another regular. Let's put it that way. 
Dr. Kevin Corbett uh, has been joining us, and we're happy to have his input. And uh, we're going to have to come up with a title for Kevin here. And uh, good morning, Kevin. Good to see you, man. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great and uh, glad that you're able to join us because we're going to be covering some things that are, that are going on in the U.K., so each you know each week it's it's really good that we're able to to bring you guys on and to hear what's going on there because in looking at things over the past year what you guys are experiencing we're moving we're behind that you guys are yeah. ahead of us in that and and the tyranny that's growing there in in uh in the UK is we we can see that festering here more and more so I know we're we're several months behind you guys, but I think it's a good thing that people get to hear what's going on in the UK. Now let me give you a couple of things. Um, maybe get your comments. Uh, we're waiting on Kate to join us on Zoom as well. Uh, this we just posted this morning. This is uh, uh, from our friend Max Slava. Threats of tyranny. UK warns COVID restrictions could remain unless everyone is vaccinated. Now, we're trying to change our terminology from a vaccine unless everybody gets the jab, unless everybody gets injected. And um, this, is, uh, this, is, this is what was reported here. Dr. Susan Hopkins, Public uh, Health England's COVID-19 Strategic Response Director, it makes her sound real important, told Sky News that it was, quote, difficult to say what kind of rules might be in place in the coming months. However, she noted that when people go on holiday, they tend to drop their guard a bit and mingle in groups. Hopkins said that such gatherings would likely spread the virus and exacerbate the health crisis. Now, again, what is incredible to me here, Kevin, is one, the American CDC says they've never isolated this virus. The Chinese CDC has says they've never isolated the virus. Uh, now they're evidently saying they've made a vaccine, which is experimental. I want to play a clip here and get your comment on that in just a second. Um, saying that they're making a vaccine based off something they haven't isolated. It's never passed Cox postulates or any of this stuff. And then they're warning people uh, about this alleged virus, which we know they're combining all kinds of other things in. And in doing that, they're they're telling people, oh, we're scared that you're going to spread this. We're scared. They've never done this with the flu, which has, in my estimation, has a higher death rate uh, mm. than than what they're claiming COVID does. What do you say to that? Well, you know that that page you flushed up from Public Health England. Um, that particular so-called expert has got a title, a job title that is very much like a military job title. And the, the military metaphors behind the um, injection program, because that's what I'm calling it, I'm not calling it a vaccine program, it's an injection program to inject synthetic mRNA into people, vulnerable people, um, is a military operation. And you can see that by the language that's used, the military metaphors. And these are all threats. Like a lot of military strategies, you work through threat and coercion. You don't actually use force in reality. You use discursive um, strategies like issuing press releases like that, that people won't be allowed to go on holiday. People won't be allowed to have their normal activities back. 
until they've all been vaccinated. Like they're dealing with children, they're infantilizing the population and threatening them like, um, like a, 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 a parent would do who's uninformed and isn't a loving parent. They're behaving very much in that fashion. They're threatening people with all sorts of sanctions uh, to do their human rights, which they have no legal framework for. And um, this is all part of the coercion. This is the stick to um, make people fall in line and conform and have this injectable uh, bio-agent, bio-weapon agent, some people would argue. Certainly, it's a dangerous injection. Okay, now, here, here's something else I want to bring into the picture here, and that is uh, there was a recent interview with uh, Dr. Simone Gold, America's Frontline Doctors, and um, I, I wanted to play just a little clip here because... What she's talking about is the fact that she's reminding people these injections, I mean, I question even when they have been approved after years of testing and all this, whether they're safe and effective. I question all of that. But but she reminds people that these are experimental. Uh, I want you guys to, to take a listen, and Kate's joined us now. Uh, good morning, Kate. Good to see you here. Good morning. Uh, I want you guys to just listen to this little back and forth between Michelle Malk and, and Dr. Simone Gold, and maybe you guys can uh, can jump in here after I play the clip. Listen. I, I think that's really important, um, the, the need to attach the proper adjective to this vaccine, experimental vaccine. I'm going to start doing that um, as well. The conditioning that we get from the pharmaceutical industry about their products when they keep repeating time and time again, safe and effective, safe and effective, safe and effective. It has this sense of finality to it. When, as you've emphasized, these are these are products that are still in the investigational stage. And I think one thing, and this is a failing of the mainstream media and the, the profession that I've been a part of for nearly 30 years now, is when the FDA issued its quote unquote approval, that is a conditional emergency use authorization. And it's supposed to be conditioned on the completion of, of the trials. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's easy to, to blame the media. And this is, there are many good science journalists. But on the other hand, you're dealing with industries that rely on a lot of pharmaceutical um, ad revenue right. to line their pockets. So I, I am an emergency physician, but I'm also a Stanford University educated attorney. And what you're bringing up is really what gets me passionate. It is written clearly that this is an experimental agent. It's written in the law. The FDA application, they're currently called investigational status only, and investigational is defined as experimental. So legally, they are in an experimental status that has legal implications downstream in terms of ability to sue and compensation and all of that. In addition, it's very clear by long history of Nuremberg Code, Helsinki Declaration, and by federal code of regulations that you can never pressure or coerce or duress, those are the words in the statute, anybody to take an experimental agent. We've known this since the Nazi era. I can't believe truly that we're having a conversation about any kind of mandates for experimental anything because it's clearly against the law, it's against humanity, and this is well established all across the world for decades. So 
again, we, you're right to reclaim the language. We're not talking about a vaccine. This is not the measles vaccine. This is not the flu vaccine. This is an experimental investigational agent at this time. We might have a different conversation in two years from now. But, you know, the lack, I'm not going to give the media as much of a pass because there are things I'm going to say that people have never heard. They haven't heard this word since ischiotrophal blast, that there can be inflammation of the placenta. You know what else we haven't heard? We haven't heard that the VAERS, V-A-E-R-S, which is a vaccine adverse events reporting system, which is how doctors and patients are supposed to report any adverse events. Have you heard, maybe I'm, I'm sharing this with you the first time. There's been about 500 deaths that are in time temporally related to getting the, vac- the COVID experimental vaccine. Nobody is saying they're definitely from the vaccine, but this is the best that scientists can do in terms of kind of getting an early warning system. So this VAR system exists where people can call or make a complaint, oh, I think this was related to that. So we've had it for years and years. So for comparison's sake, for influenza, there have been about 20 VAERS deaths reported since September. There have been about 130, I think, or 150 influenza vaccines in that time. There have been almost 500 VAERS-associated deaths with the experimental COVID vaccines, over about 30 million vaccinations. That puts the COVID-19 experimental vaccine at an 80 times rate of influenza. Wow. All right. So there's what the thing that she's pointing out is this experimentation uh, that this is an experimental, quote unquote, vaccine injection jab, whatever you want to use. And she Mm -hmm. she warns the same thing. This is where I think, Kate, I believe you and Dr. Corbett have been vindicated uh, because you guys were pointing this stuff out last year. You were being smeared in the media. You were having cops go after you and all of this other stuff. And you were pointing out. The Nuremberg Code, you were pointing out what was going on here and this and what was going to happen. And, you know, I, just so people know, this, you can find this article with the video I just played at sonslibertymedia.com. And here's the thing. I give you part of what the Nuremberg, Nuremberg Code since 1947 has been. I've emphasized the things where they're talking about, like in the U.K. where I read you the article there, uh, where they're looking at, okay, there needs to be mandatory vaccines before, quote-unquote, we can go back to normal. And we know they've already told us, you can be vaccinated, but you're still going to have to wear a mask. You're going to have to social distance. You're going to have to probably have boosters and other kinds of shots in the future and all that. So we know they're not they're not effective by what they're telling us right there. And we know they're not safe. Uh, for instance, um, this 37-year-old surgeon just died in Tennessee after his second dose of the COVID jab. And they already tried to cover it up by saying stuff like, oh, well, you know, we found out he had COVID after the fact, or he he already had the COVID virus in his body. It's everything to cover up and to give an excuse uh, rather than deal with you know, what is, what's going on in this situation. And I'm having a little bit of trouble pulling off of this screen here. So do uh, one of you guys want to want to kind of tackle what I just played yeah. there? Uh, first of all, it's um, let's not call it a vaccine. Let's never say it's a vaccine because we lose the argument as soon as we say that. Okay. This is a device. It hasn't had phase three trials done in all the animal studies. Uh, uh, the animals that were given this device all died and they didn't have macrophage type 2 there that does the cleanup job when macrophage 1 has done its job. The animals in the control group 
that were introduced to the virus but not given the vaccine, when they were then um, slaughtered and they looked at them, they all had macrophage type 2 in there. So what you've got is you've got that initial deaths and they're happening all over the place. And there's only so long that they can hide this before it becomes absolutely apparent to everybody that all those that are dying are the ones that were vaccinated. We've seen this before in history. We'll see it again. And this, I believe personally, is why there is an urgency to get as much of this out and into everybody as possible. Because when the deaths do start rolling in within four months to 12 months, it's going to be horrific. And once this device is in you, these viral components are continually manufactured and the cascade of events cannot be stopped. And dependent on your constitution of how well your immunity is going to respond to this really is dependent on how quickly you die. And, and there is something else to point out here. When we talk about autoimmune disease, the better your immune system is, the quicker it's going to kill you when you have an autoimmune disease. So that's the first part of this. When we go on to the Nuremberg Code, I spoke about the Nuremberg Code a couple of years ago when I interviewed Dr. Alan Palmer, author of uh, The Truth Shall Prevail, 1200 studies, really worth going and having a look. And I then spoke about it again in Trafalgar Square. Yes, it does indeed go against the Nuremberg Code. And um, what they're actually doing, the mainstream media now, is they have a big push on to try and discredit anybody who's speaking about it. And they're using very emotive language, like, uh, you know, they asked me, did I sleep at night? I sleep very well. Uh, how do they sleep at night? Pushing out fear porn. And they also uh, said how those that are not vaccinated are going to put those that are vaccinated at risk. This is preposterous. This mm. is really um, offensive language. It's very dangerous language. And it's incitement. It will incite violence with people. And I can absolutely guarantee, history has taught us one thing, that all the perpetrators of these lies and disinformation, the very people that are purporting to be the disinformation service, Mariana Spring, who was just slating um, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. as being one for spreading misinformation, completely untrue. And he's proved that in a court of law. I, I, I think, you know, really, I'm going to send him some of that because that's defamatory. These very people will stand trial for being part of this. And that includes the nurses who are burying their heads in the sand and are just giving these. You are not. Your code of conduct comes higher than what the government is telling you. Well, it should. But we know that the NMC was taken over by the government in 2001. Government's now taken over the, N the NHS. So now what you have is this healthcare hospital, whatever you want to call it, is certainly not out for the benefit of you, is not advocating for the patient. It is all to help the government, the medics and the pharmaceutical industry. Your health and well-being and life has got nothing to do with it. So for those who are indeed firing that gun and make no bones about it, it is a gun. If I ran at you down a train platform with a syringe, you'd run away. You'd run away because you'd think I'm going to do you harm. The minute I put a stethoscope around my neck, wear a nursing outfit and come at you with a syringe, it's okay because you trust me now because you think I've got your best interests at heart. No, they do not. They do not. Incidentally, I'm wearing my new nurse's uniform because I am indeed a nurse. 
a qualified nurse, a fully trained nurse. And these badges here prove that I did the full training and passed all of my exams with flying colours, uh, with very high marks. So when they keep saying in the press that suspended nurse, do finish the sentence, you silly reporter, suspended from what? I don't work for anyone. I work for myself. I won't work for the murdering NHS. And I don't want to be on the register, the NMC, which is just another, another arm of that killing machine. So I am a nurse. But anyway, in front of me here, I have a, a letter from uh, the NHS um, that was sent. And it states in here that they are very, very busy at this particular hospital because of COVID-19. Very busy. And how... This is going to have an effect on if you get an appointment. And if you do get an appointment, um, you have to come wearing your own dirty, filthy rag face covering. It doesn't say dirty, filthy rag, but of course it will be. And um, if you, when you arrive, you'll be given one of their face coverings, a surgical disposable one. Oh, who's getting rich on that, eh? All these disposable masks. And um, you might be refused entry if you don't wear one. I can tell you who's getting rich on it. China's getting rich. That's who's been, who all the masks are being bought bought from. But but the point being here, you know, insanity. These are supposed to be educated people, science-driven people. And they're following this drivel of covering your mouth, which does nothing, nothing. And they are just doing it all. So it's all just another number on the clock face of a depopulation agenda. And uh, they are rushing this through. And why, 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 people ask yourselves, why do they need to be doing so much propaganda? We've got Panorama on this week, which we're all on. Why do they need to do this? Because they're running scared, because people are not taking up this vaccine in the, well, medical device, it's not a vaccine, in the numbers which they are stating, the majority, Dr. Corbett himself has driven past, uh, sorry, gone past a, a centre many, many times. And he's told me it's, it's empty. It's quiet. There's no one there. People are not stupid. Have faith in our fellow man. And just before I forget, I am at the ninth anniversary yesterday of nine years post-diagnosis for lobular invasive grade three breast cancer with a high pleomorphic presentation, which is a highly aggressive and deadly cancer. Nine years on after refusing chemo, radiotherapy, tamoxifen, Zolodex, and following the Gerson therapy, you are what you eat. Today's food becomes tomorrow's cells, and no amount of exercise is an offset for a poor diet. So whatever they're going to stick in your body down the end of that loaded weapon is not for your health. Yeah, Kate, one of the things that, you know, we've made mention of here uh, at the Sons of Liberty is the reference back to Scripture. We've talked about uh, the Creator made our bodies, and so therefore He's designed things. He's he's laid out, I was saying it on Bradley's show yesterday afternoon when I was with him, uh, He's laid out what we're to eat, what we're not to eat, what we're, you know, what we're to drink and consume into our bodies. And that's because he knows our bodies and he knows how to take care of them. And within the law, he says, I set before you life and death. Choose life. Uh, But man says, no, no, I love death. I I hate God and I'll do what I want to do. By golly, that's what I'm going to do. And so people tend to move that way. The Bible tells us the life of the flesh is in the blood. Moses said this (laughs) thousands of years before doctors figured out 
what the circulatory system does and what the blood does in the body. He said it by inspiration of the Holy Spirit uh, very early on in history, and um, <clears throat> that was something that was revealed by God that was a benefit for the people. Now, <clears throat> when you're when you come on the show, we've had you on. You've talked about foods that are not necessarily good for us. Things that have things. Uh, we've talked about some of the grains. Some grains are good for us. Some are not. Uh, I think even the scripture points out some of that when it talks about the leaven and the unleavened yes. bread and things. So we have those kinds of things. It's not like we're not warned. It's that mm-hmm. we we want to do things ourselves. Now, Doctor Corbett. You, She's talking about you go by a center that they basically are empty. You know, we've been trying to get Debbie Hicks on, and we've been uh, back and forth on that. But most people may remember the show I did, oh, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, where Debbie was arrested after she went to, and you'll have to pronounce this for me, Gloucester. Is that right? Gloucester? Thank you. Yeah, the hospital there and was showing there wasn't a soul in that hospital. When I say there wasn't, there wasn't, I didn't even see nurses or doctors there. They came and arrested her in her home in front of her children. Uh, Now she said they have some kind of charges against her endangering public something or whatever. And it's absolutely, all she did was walked through the hospital and filmed. There was nobody there to show the lies that are being told about the people. Kevin, you, uh, Kate says that you've kind of passed by places, similar thing. Do you want to comment on that as to what's going on there in the UK? Yeah, well, I live in London, and there's, they've opened a lot of COVID testing centers. And you can see them as you walk around London. They're signposted. And obviously, you know, one's got to be careful you can't film those or you'll be arrested like Debbie. But you can walk down the street past them. You can walk around them. And I've been doing, um, with, with my sort of researcher hat on, I've been doing what's called uh, non-participant observation, where I go past it. I make a note of how many people are working there. I observe if the public are coming in and out. As I'm walking down the street, so I'm not focusing on it, but I'm just making some notes of my own researchers notes that I can sign and I can attest to as uh, you know a legal uh, document if I need to and there's one in central London in a very famous part of central London I'm not going to say where and it's a drive-in center and it's like a pop-up drive-in center so some days it's not there other days it's there and it's a drive-through you know like a like a McDonald's drive-through and there's all these people working there, all the test packs. You can see them as you walk past. But there are no cars coming through. So um, as you're walking down the road and you can see this, it takes you about 10 to 15 minutes to pass it because it's so long. And there's no cars there. So I go away, you know, for a few hours. I do my business somewhere I've got to go to. And I come back all within the rules because I'm allowed to go outside my house for exercise. And I go past three or four hours later, and exactly the same thing. No people driving through, no tests being done. So, and this pops up and down three to four times a week in a very, very well-known part of London that all American tourists will know. Very famous. And there we are. How many thousands of pounds does that cost? That one centre. And there are other centres through London I've walked past, and it's it's exactly the same. They're absolutely empty. There's no queues. There's no people going in and out. Just as you go past, you're not really focusing on them because you don't want to get the attention. 
And what is this about? This is a drama, Tim. This is staged, managed drama of testing. And you've got to be suspicious about the statistics. Now, the clip you showed earlier, the scientist was talking about the official government statistics in America, about adverse reactions. And even with the government statistics, which are totally spurious and could be questioned, because as she said, they'll attribute a death to anything else but COVID. They'll put it down to anything they can but COVID. But even on those statistics, very carefully, quickly, she was able to calculate the, a massive rate of adverse events and deaths in relation to other things. So again, this is, you know, this, these are the lies we're being peddled. We've been told that people are queuing up for tests and vaccines, that the vaccine rate is through the roof and it's wonderful. But the reality is they're in a lot of trouble. They're in big trouble because people are not buying it. The general public are not as stupid as the government thinks. They're not cheap to be herded. The general public are intelligent. They're, 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 we're made in God's image. That's what the Bible tells us. We're not stupid people, essentially. They're able to assess the contradictions and to see that something, if you believe there is something there, it's got a death rate of less than 1%. And therefore, why should people be coercively injected with an experimental device which can only be harmful in the long run and in the short term and in the medium term. So therefore, the public is moving away from this. And that's why you're seeing, like in the McCarthy era, in the, seven, in the 1940s and 50s in America, where there's vilification of people that didn't believe in the government line, the government politics, um, you've got vilification of people like us that are questioning the whole narrative. And the public has a right to hear us. The public has a right to inform consent and to hear alternative views. And that's a legal right. It's an inalienable right. And that's what's happening in this country now in the UK. They're trying to criminalize alternative views. We've heard yesterday about the Portuguese doctors who are being reported to their regulator and going to be struck off for coming out against testing and wearing masks and vaccination. And the same thing's happening here. So the BBC are leading this propaganda. Steve Anderson is the producer. The investigative um, reporter, so-called, calls herself a disinformation journalist, Mariana Spring. They've all got a duty to the BBC and to the government to blacken us, to besmirch us, to slur us, and to misrepresent us. We're all talking from an evidence base. We all don't agree, and that's the basis of science, that you don't agree. There is a false consensus constructed around this injection program that we call vaccination, just as there has been around COVID science. The non-isolation of the virus, it's an in silico model virus that's completed in a computer algorithm. That's what in silico means. And the Drosten test, they admitted this in their original paper, that it was in silico models, there was no live virus, and John Rappaport has led on this, Celia Farber has yep. led on this, well-known journalists with very good track records that go back 40 years have uncovered this, and people need to wake up and listen to what's being said, and they will know the reality. We're ahead of the curve, of these, as you said, the tyrannical 
regime here in the UK. But it's coming in America big time. Now you have Biden and all the, the mandates, the executive orders that he's been signing left, right and center. He's bringing in the Chinification of the United States. It's going to be a lockdown grid where you can't move from one, uh, one, one um, block to the next because you haven't got the COVID vax or you haven't got this vaccine passport or you haven't got this or you haven't had that. And that's what they're bringing in over here. The government lied to us. Two days ago, they admitted that they are planning vaccine passports in the UK. But last year, they were approached on several times and they denied this would ever be a possibility. So again, as Kate Chamarani has been saying all last year, the truth is out there. They tell you the truth in an inverse way. They tell you what they're not going to do. And then that's exactly what they're going to do. Yeah, let's... So Let's 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 take let's take something else here. Uh, I pulled. I was showing a couple of these things while you were speaking about the Portuguese doctors. Uh, uh, Kate had sent me that link here. This is from the Guardian. They are uh, they are looking to push COVID travel rule breakers and make them criminals. They could face ten years in jail. Ten years in jail. Um, You're not. You know, knowing you're sick. With a with a deadly disease, and I, I wouldn't even say COVID is con- should be even be considered a deadly disease when you got a ninety nine point whatever nine seven five whatever thing recovery rate. I don't even think you should really consider that a quote unquote deadly disease. To be honest, um, but if you if you had something that was deadly and you knew you had it and you went to transfer it, then I understand. And you did it intentionally to try to to get somebody sick. I can understand how you could be criminally charged. This is setting something up here, and you made mention of Biden. He's flirting with, you know, you can't cross state lines uh, unless you, you know, have this this um, determination that you don't have COVID. And there is absolutely zero authority he has for that. Now, we're seeing North and South Dakota take steps towards what what's called nullification. Uh, a lot of people are not familiar with that, but the states can nullify any pretended law that the federal government puts out or an executive order, which, uh, you know, the the president doesn't have authority to just make up law, even though Trump did it and Obama did it and Biden's trying trying to do all of this. It's illegal. It's criminal. Every every one of them that has done this should be impeached and removed from office. Uh, but they're doing it. So some of these states are coming along to nullify the law. And then to say, we're not going to help your agents do it, but they've got to go a step further. They've got to put some teeth in it to where they're going to not just not help federal agents. They're going to interpose themselves between the feds and the people and start arresting feds who want to enforce these unlawful laws. And so that's a that's a good thing to step up there. What are some of the other things that are tied with this uh, what this guy Hancock here from the Guardian mm-hmm. piece. Do either one of you want to comment on what are yeah. some of the things he's talking about here? Well, he's t- he was talking about uh, if you traveled to the countries that are on the list that you can't go to and you lie, um, then you would come back in and face this big hefty fine and this 10-year ten- prison sentence. This is our prisons that are already uh, full. And, um, and actually, there was an MP who did come out last week and say it was stupidity. And what are they going to do? You know, get a 19-year-old youths who've gone on their jollies, come back and then put them in prison for 10 years? I mean, you don't even get that for a rape. 
Um, mm. uh, and so, um, you know, this is complete tyranny, what they're saying. But as, as Dr. Corbett just said, we are told, we are told in their public addresses it's a tacit agreement in law. We're almost a year into this, and we've been told for the full year what they were going to do. They told us all the way along. You just have to listen carefully. You know, Boris Johnson, I keep repeating this, he told us at his United Nations 2019 public address that they had the ability to, and we were the epicenter of this in, in uh, Great Britain, in London, to look into every aspect of your life. They would be able to monitor every single thing you you look at, you say, you do, that they have the technology, uh, the size of a red blood cell to deliver. uh, I think he said medication or drugs is lying. They ain't delivering that around your body. um, to, To deliver it around your body. And this is all in place. And the way that they've been putting up the entire 5G network while we've been in, in this unlawful lockup, which links, everything links up to what they're saying. They are telling us. They've told us all the way along. But of course, people are, they're almost in a trance at the moment. And what we're actually seeing in the UK just this week alone, we've seen a police officer punch a member of the public in the face, uh, a cafe owner. We've seen another gentleman who owns a gym and he was open, and everybody piled out the fire escape, and an officer took a baton to these people who were just running away. He wasn't defending himself with his baton. They were moving away. And then they took 10 police officers, jumped on this owner of this gym, and they broke his leg. Now, this is a very... It's, it, and, and Dr. Corbett will testify to this. In a healthy male adult, you've got to use considerable force to break someone's tibia, fibula, and their uh, femur, any of those bones, you've got to use a lot of force on somebody. So um, this is what's actually happening. And where do these people feel empowered from, these civilians in uniform, from the tripe that is coming out of the TV, the government's address? And none of these things are actual laws. They're not laws. And it's by sitting there and allowing the people in government and the media to really dictate our day and what goes in through our ears and eyes and our our ignorance. And I have been guilty of that ignorance in in times of my life. But nine years ago, I had a wake-up call, which changed my life and it made me think differently about it. But, um, you know, what, what they're actually doing, what the government are doing, and it's very, very clear, and they've got the press assisting them in it like prostitutes to it um all of what they are doing is fear porn it's lies it's misinformation and it's fear porn if you go out of the country and you lie to us you could face 10 years in prison could could they're frightening you yes and and this is where you have to listen very carefully to what they're saying and start to deconstruct it and it will empower you and uh, and and that's in everything and as dr corbett said you don't have to go very far even in the uk only 10 percent of adverse reactions are reported 
Mm. And um, so the MHRA have already stated there will be a high rate of adverse reactions to the, this, uh, this uh, messenger RNA vaccine. They've already stated that. And they've already stated in a, in a letter to us, Dr. Corbett and myself, the medical revolutionaries, they've stated that this, this medical device is safe and effective, complete lies. Yeah. So the mm. devil is in the devil is always in the, the details. Detail. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. We got a caller on the line. Uh, Joni's calling in. She's a contributor to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and uh, you're familiar Hi, with Joni. And uh, Joni, welcome to the Sons of Liberty. Hi, Kate. Hi, 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 Kate. Hi, Dr. Corbett. Hi, hi. I have got, um, I recently did um, an article and a video on um, South Korea beginning to test pets, dogs and cats, because they were finding that uh, some lady went to a religious facility and they say the cat got it from her. Well, back in July of 2020, Texas A&M University, their veterinary medicines and, and uh, biosciences school, they were requesting for people who any anybody who had the convid to let them test their pets. And I got to look at it. I said, this is just absolutely ridiculous. Well, the more I dug into it, come to find out, the USDA mm-hmm. is keeping a track of all of these animals that are being mm-hmm. tested, and they are. It's on the web, on their, the USDA website. Well, then if you go on down, you see livestock. Now, this is my theory that they're testing pets first, but mm. we already heard of them uh, culling minks. They did it in Denmark. They've done it yeah. now in mm. Wisconsin and That's Utah. Right. So my next thing is, are we looking at them moving on to the livestock, coming up to say, oh, the food supply yes. is contaminated? And then yes. we're going to get into, well, you can't eat beef, you can't yeah. eat pork, you can't eat chicken or anything of this nature in order to devastate that industry. Mm. Yeah. Do, do one of you guys uh, want to speak to that? And then yeah. I want to throw uh, into that and see if we can add yes. to this, too. The people who are taking these vaccines who, who, are survive, who do survive it, uh, for whatever length of time they survive it, what if what if they go to the local Red Cross and they're giving blood? Now this mm. this stuff is in there. The blood is tainted, is it not? I mean, am I missing mm. something there? Do you want either one of you want to address what Joni's asking there? Can I, can I just come back to Jody? It's a really yeah, sure. interesting. Yeah. Very very, you're very very onto it there, Jody. Because what this is about is to destroy your your traditional links, social links. Social distancing, that's all about destroying community feeling, getting together so you can't talk. Going after pets and livestock is next because pets have a social function, psychological function. They're supportive. Uh, they're part of our human experience. And as you can see, Kate's dog there, and she's got several. But the reality is, once they start testing pets, they'll remove them, they'll exterminate them. And once you start doing that, you're getting rid of emotion. You're getting rid of human emotion. You're curtailing human emotion as you're doing with social distancing between us. So What's the rid- movie you've just purchased, Dr. Corbett? It's all I'm, in that movie. I've just seen a film, you know, a science fiction film about this, but, but this is science fact. These veterinary institutions and experts are now going to be making a lot of money out of this, testing livestock, testing pets, and there'll be a push 
to eradicate pets in the home. And you wait and see, that will be the next epidemic that will happen. And are people going to have their animals taken off them and exterminated? Because they're Absolutely not. Anyone comes through my door for Nelly, and they're leaving with a shovel under my patio. Jody, this is where it's going. I'm with Kate on that one. I'm with Kate on that one. You come near mine, and I'm going to vaccinate you. This testing technology that's been let rip, anybody can use it. And these scientists are getting hold of these PCR tests, and they're, they're finding the COVID virus everywhere because the tests are so inaccurate. They test positive on, you know, anything, basically. And therefore, anything can be seen to be infected. And once you've got that diagnostic label on it, they're expendable. You know, the livestock will go and the, the animals will go. In this country, we had the, the BSC epidemic, which is all fake. It was fake in it was fake infection, and it was peddled by the same scientists, Neil Ferguson and Imperial College, that have developed this epidemic. It was it horrific. And there we are. So I think you're on to a really important thing there, because if you affect the livestock, you destroy the livestock, you destroy the food chain, you destroy food going into the food chain, so you make people hungry. Then the next, that'll be famines and all the rest of it. Then if you get rid of people's pets, you socially distance themselves from other humans, and then you destroy their pets. So you're going to kill people psychologically, mentally, by isolating them. It, our homes will end up like prisons. We'll be like battery homes. We won't be allowed out, and we won't be allowed to communicate with other humans or with animals because the government tells us we can't do it. And I think that's the question, Jody. Are we going to allow that to happen? What no! do you think? Let, let me oh. let me interject something yeah, here, guys. I, let me inter- let me interject something. I, I, uh, the the lady from um, she stars in this The Mandalorian. It's some kind of Star yeah. Wars spinoff. And my kids watch the thing, but you know she was targeted this week too. And I found it interesting. Matt Agrist, who you know we carry some of his articles at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Here was the tweet that he put out regarding what she put out. And he says, how can you disagree with this? How is this anti-Semitic? It isn't. For real, I want someone to rationally explain what's wrong with asking this question about the current top-down societal divide being pushed on Americans right now. Anyone. And what was it? He put her post out that just simply said, now I don't know how this could be anti-Semitic in any way. She's talking about how these people were treated. She said... Jews were beaten in the streets, not by Nazi soldiers, but by neighbors, Mm -hmm. even by children. Because history is edited, most people today don't realize that to get to the point where the Nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of Jews, and I would say a whole lot of other people too, Poles, Christians, Mm -hmm. gypsies, whoever it was that they just didn't like, that were dissidents to them, uh, they rounded them up. The government first made their own neighbors hate them simply for being Jews, or in this case, anti-maskers, anti-vaxxers, pick your thing if you're a Trump supporter, if you're a Christian, if you're a constitutional, whatever. How is, how is that any different from hating someone for their, from their political views? And I think that's exactly what she was getting mm-hmm. at. They're, they're using the media and the corrupt politicians are doing this together. They're working hand in glove. They're corrupt. And I'm telling you, at some point, the people are going to have enough. Go ahead. Interject here. Yeah, please. We we don't need to actually go back. Uh, I read all those reports, but we don't need to go back very far 
even to that time, look at former Yugoslavia. You had Bosnians, Croatians, Serbians living, neighbours next to each other. The door would be marked and the whole family would be torched. And this and families uh, who were intermarried killed. Uh, I had a gentleman tell me that his uncle beheaded two of his cousins. Mm -hmm. yeah. So um, we don't have to go back very far. Then we can look at Rwanda. I, and I, I don't need to be, I, I'm not in any way um, being offensive to anyone who's lost family members during the Second World War, whether it be, uh, you know, the um, Holocaust, which we saw Jewish people, gypsies, gays, blacks, Russians, Polish, um, disabled people. I'm talking about, we just have to look through history. This wasn't a one-off. This happens mm -hmm. constantly. Absolutely. And this happened again in Yugoslavia. Yeah. Not mm. so long ago, Srebrenica, mm. Srebrenica, where the entire town was emptied of men mm. and youths and yeah. they were murdered. So I think this is very dangerous times and this is what the media are doing. The media are saying these anti-vaxxers, these, but you see, we must have faith in, our, in mankind here and we, we cannot always be, you know, we are as we think, so we say, so shall it be. And the, and the Bible warns us of this warns us that what we think you know not to, all through uh, proverbs we that we must think pure thoughts yeah the power of and life and death is in the tongue yeah. yes can i just come in there and just say to you know what kate shamani said uh, just to add to that that you know what you what you're describing with all these the holocaust kosovo yugoslavia um rwanda what you see are psychological mechanisms whereby the ruling elites are able to turn one group onto another with minimal force, minimal force, through targeted propaganda messages that are very, very insightful about the mindset of the government. They want to, to manipulate one group against another or several groups against one and this is what's behind biden's executive orders this is what's behind boris johnson's moves and all the scientists the phony scientists like neil ferguson that are around him they are moving towards this psychological manipulation all last year they had it all done they've got a unit in the uk by the government buildings in Whitehall called the, um, the Behavioral Insight Group, BIG, BIG for short. And they have been working on this, hundreds of behavioral scientists working on the media propaganda that's been pumped out all last year. Now we've got this campaign, disinformation campaign. We're the people manipulating the poor, vulnerable people so they don't have the vaccine. This is absolutely, utterly wrong, malevolent, evil, pernicious lies. They're the evil people because everybody's got a right, a God-given right, to stop anything going into their body yes. and to determine what goes into their body. I agree. So this is, this is the key thing. It's manipulation. It's, it's driven by psychology and psychological behaviorists. And they are immoral, they are unchristian, and they should be tried in a court of law for the media propaganda that they've done. They've not touched anybody, but they've destroyed people's minds in the last year, and they should pay for this.
Dr. Corbett, let me let me interrupt just a second because we're coming up on the end of the show. First, let me ask you, do you guys want to hang over a little bit or can you hang over for just a little bit after the show? We'll, we'll continue on if you can do that. I, I can hang on for five minutes, but I okay. <laughs> But for my patients who know, that's fine. I, I had a back injury. That's fine. Uh, and as I say, don't, don't, uh, folks, <laughs> guard your lower back. Yeah, that, remember, you are getting older. Okay, hang hang on just a second uh, because Joni's still online. Joni, do you have a follow up? Because we got about two minutes here. I got to close it off on the radio, which means I have to cut the phone line off, and then we'll carry over for five or yeah, ten I, minutes or something after the show. Yeah, the, the only thing I want to add is I think that what we're witnessing is we're, is we're getting attacked on all fronts, and if they can't get you one way, they're going to get you another. Now they're going for pets, and I think we're just going to see it escalate and escalate to the point that mm. it's going to be the food supply, like Dr. Kevin says. And I think at this point that we all need to be aware of that and we need to really strike back hard against it because a lot of pets provide a lot of emotional support yeah. for people, oh, especially people now. Love their pets. And that's something we have to safeguard. Very important, Joni. I mean, pets are key to people, many people living on their own, but even families. And, you know, it's so evil. This. That Dave as well, look. Thing. <laughs> yeah, Kate was going to take us around. Uh, I was going to joke and say it was it was Nurse Ratchet who was going to take us around her kitchen again. If you remember that episode well, I, that I we had, show you how much I love my pets. In the background, there you can see a baby's bath in the middle of my kitchen floor yes. on two incontinence pads for my blind, senile old cats. Well, there were some things also, and we're running out of time here, so maybe we can uh, let you elaborate on this a little bit uh, in the time after and then uh, have Dr. Corbett finish out as well. But uh, you were going to tell, encourage people, instead of spending money on the cable TV or the Netflix or whatever else they're spending money on, there are things that they could be spending money on to take care of themselves uh, in this kind of situation. So they don't have to worry about uh, these issues of sicknesses and other kinds of things. Now, <clears throat> again, the tyranny is more than what we've talked about. We've been building on this for for months, it, it, almost a, a year, Kate, you and I, that you've been on the Sons of Liberty. And then, Dr. Corbett, you've been coming and joining, and, and we're happy to have your expertise coming in as well. And uh, I'm sure we're going to keep seeing this until the people finally have had enough. Everybody says they've had enough, but they continue to push uh, push away what needs to be done, and that's de- deal with these criminals. Deal justice. You know, God talks about justice surrounds his throne. He is a just and holy God. There is, you know, sin cannot remain in sight, and that is violation of the law. So with that said, you guys have a great weekend, a great Lord's Day. We'll see you Monday morning at 6 a.m., and uh, hang on, and we'll be finishing up here in a moment. Okay, for everybody joining us from Red State Talk Radio, we appreciate you coming on and all you guys hanging on. We're going to be here just a couple of minutes. I Trust me, I know Brian is saying, I'm going to grab another coffee because Tim said we're just going to be here a couple of minutes. Uh, but, but literally, uh, as long as we have you guys here, we'll let you speak to this. Um, Kate, did you want to take a quick tour around there and kind of speak to that, encourage yeah, people gonna, as to what I'm they can do? And, uh, so look, I'm going to point you in some, I'll get my big fat thumb off there. You can see here, um, I think you can, I've got a Berkey water filter. Can you see that behind yep. me? Yep. Now, you can, you can fill water butts, and you can uh, fill that with water from outside, water butts that collect rain, and it will clean it. I have a distiller that I use, but obviously for your distiller, you'll need electricity. This is assuming 
I bought a little camping cooker and loads of gas, just in case the electricity goes off. Now, the other thing, um, you know, I've got my juices in my kitchen. Um, I've got organic apples here. Remember the pectin, my organic carrots. I'm about to juice these. If, if I go into my cupboard here, this is my um, <laughs> very big supplement box. But, uh, you know, remember um, a vitamin D with a K2. We all need that. Make sure it's the right one. Make sure it's, um, it's got your MCT oil in it. This is a dropper. Um, you know, this is... Uh, Organic turmeric, because I had a back injury, really high dose. I also take fresh turmeric. This is anti-inflammatory. Vitamin C, I've got all different kinds. This is pure, natural vitamin C, really high dose. I've been taking it um, all day, two capsules. Now, when, I'm, when I don't have that, I've got other kinds here, look. Liposomal vitamin C. Remember the oxidative stress. This is an antioxidant. It's going to... Get rid of that oxidative stress. These are simple things. If you can't afford supplements, the best thing you can do is eat organic food. You won't waste it. Just don't buy rubbish. Eat fresh organic food. When you have sugar, it's going to switch off your immunity. Um, these are all things that you, you can do that are very cheap. Um, clean water, clean food, clean air. Uh, and just get in the habit of it. Um, but these are things, you know, remember what you put on your skin is going to go in your skin. Make sure it's clean. Get out in the day, sun. Turn off the TV. Turn off the TV. Don't read the newspapers. They're going to soil your mind. And, to, and I, I've heard people say it. They just feel in complete, like, hopelessness and despair. These are signs of depression because that's what people are listening to. <laughs> I'm just going to show you something here, which is really funny. Uh, on my windowsill. This is apple cider vinegar and water. I make a bottle up every day, 15 mils uh, to a third of it. So I fill this with 15 plus 15 plus 15, and I drink it just before I eat. And this is a dirty bottle of wine <laughs> that somebody gave me that shouldn't be there. But I'm just going to tell you, I don't drink, I did have half a glass. So uh, at least I'm admitting here that sometimes I do fall off my clean living wagon and I am human so I'm not going to say but if you do drink alcohol um remember you know your liver is the site form to your body yes. the liver is to cancer mm. as the heart is to vascular disease all of your circulation this blood you were talking about this Tim goes through your liver every three minutes it filters through your liver every three minutes and your liver gets rid of those toxins, and if it can't get rid of them down the pathways, it packages them in fat and ships them back out because it wants to protect you. So if you're drinking lots of alcohol, you're going to be putting your liver under a great deal of stress, and then it can't do its job. If you're eating pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, any toxins, cadmium, you're going to overload your liver, and it can't do its job. Your liver is fantastic. It regenerates. It's the only organ in your body that we know of know of that does regenerate so what you want to do is take away the burden if you're going to drink alcohol just have one day a week and have one glass if you're one of these people who likes to drink more than that don't do it all in one go have a little bit spread it out buy quarter bottles of wine so that you're not buying a big bottle and thinking i've got to drink it so that you're taking the burden away so your liver can start to regenerate your liver does not show any signs of being compromised on your bloods until it's down to its last third. 
and then you fall off a cliff. So guard your liver, coffee enemas. Um, so again, you know, it, it's it's all about what you eat, what you drink. I've got juices galore. I've got distillers. I've got I've got a smoothie maker. If you don't want to eat all those fruits, throw them in the smoothie maker. Yep. Smoothie it and just drink it. I'm more a I I eat to live. I'm not a live to eat kind of girl. Um, so eat as many foods as you can raw in their natural state. Cook a vegetable, yes, by all means, but eat a huge salad. Dr. Corbett is a Brussels sprouts fan. He eats them raw all the time. Oh, oh I can't, yeah. I cannot, um, I can't stand the, I can't stand oh, the I smell of them. I just can't stand the smell but of them. They're far more <laughs> nutrient dense when they're raw. You know, when you make a juice, you couldn't eat. I, I couldn't eat a bag of carrots in one go, but I could juice them and drink them. And when you make that juice within 60 minutes, um, you've lost 60% of those living yeah. en- enzymes in there. Yeah. So there's nothing to compare with drinking it fresh. Well, you know, and it's our- here, here, here's something else that, that, that we learned. Uh, there was a, there's a place down below, well, I should say above us in Shelby, North Carolina. It was called Hallelujah Acres. And the guy there, he was older. He was very well fit and everything else. And one of the things he talked about was uh, your vegetables um, were were best eaten raw, not cooked. Because when you cook them, you're somehow yeah. taking the nutrients out of them. Um, and they were there was another guy even talking about those who do eat meat. He's saying even when you cook the meat, you're cooking out a lot of any of the yeah. nutrients and yeah. proteins and stuff that's in there, that it's almost mm. a good thing to eat it raw, uh, even mm. though the Bible says you're, you're not supposed to be eating the blood of the animal at all. So uh, I guess there's ways of doing jerky and things of that yeah. nature that you can do. But uh, mm. that's what I've heard. And I, to tell you the truth, I'd rather eat a vegetable raw than I would cook in most cases anyway, because I don't know, they're more like eating a snack than they are, you know, some kind of a big dinner dish or something like that. Did you see Nelly? Did you see my dog there just eating a piece of carrot? (laughs) I I bit a piece of carrot off and I turned the camera around. Your dogs, they love carrots. Uh, They love vegetables as well. They don't want to just eat tinned foods. Nelly's not even vaccinated. That dog's nearly four. She's never had anything. I'm just going to show you again, look. So, you know, if you've got your pets, can you see her? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, it, it, the, the, there is a lot to be said. If you're sick, though, it does take a lot of energy to digest foods. And uh, if you've got cancer, and that's where you might want to have some cooked food as well. But this is where I have a patient who um, was, was literally dying, basically. She said she felt like she was dying. She'd had her gallbladder out. Then she'd got Crohn's. Then she, from the drugs from the Crohn's disease, one of the side effects is cancer. Nelly looking for another bit. Um, she, uh, she ended up getting thyroid cancer, having a thyroid out on so many drugs. She put on four stone, 14 pounds in a stone in two years. Couldn't even look after her children. Within eight weeks of being on this program, and she couldn't really even tolerate a lot of foods. We just gave her gruel which is really watery porridge. We gave a Hippocrates soup and carrot and apple juices and a little bit of green juices. This lady lost 29 pounds in weight and was off all her drugs except for her thyroid medication. And she was taking, I believe, obviously not through me, that's up to them. They want to do it, but she was taking 
cannabis oil, high, high THC, rectally, then you get no side effects. It's a fantastic painkiller. She was taking that. And she's now on to another eight weeks. She's lost more weight. She feels fantastic. And yet she was so sick, she couldn't even get off the sofa, couldn't look after her children. This is the power of diet. You couldn't eat that many. And yet in the hospital, the dietary advice from her Crohn's nurse was that she mustn't eat vegetables. So what do you do? You take the fiber out, you juice them, and you give the goodness in that way. So that's exactly what we did. Carrot and apple juice is so healing, full of vitamins A. That's your immunity vitamin. Vitamins B, vitamin C, beta carotene, antioxidants. It's the elixir of life. You must have them uh, organic because carrots were used by the Japanese because they suck up toxins. So they suck up the toxins out of the soil. And this is what happens when you take copious amounts. Everyone should be having, try and have a litre most days. Um, you know, of carrot and apple juice, the apple exponentially increases the, the pectin and the apples, the uptake of all those glorious vitamins and minerals. And then the malic acid softens any stones you have. Tim, I sent you a photograph of a young man in his 20s gallbladder cleanse that he's just done in the last 24 hours. He's felt terrible. He's felt sick, tired, sluggish, abdominal pain. He's just done the gallbladder cleanse. And you can use those photographs that have just been sent to me while I was on air of this young man in his 20s. That was the result of his gallbladder flush, which I've sent to you on Telegram. Please shove it up on the screen. I got to tell you, I'm grossed out by it. Please, you got to show people. <laughs> but, I, but, I, but I will show so people. So if you have that a weak medicine. stomach, here it comes. Malic acid <laughs> softens your stones. A gallbladder cleanse, the malic acid will soften the stones. It says a guy in his 20s. Now, when your gallbladder is full of this sludge and these stones, those cholesterol stones there, it cannot do its function. So it cannot help digest fat. But do you know what else? Your gallbladder is what helps your body, your liver, to convert your T4, your inactive thyroid hormone, to your active T3. So when you take the gallbladder out of people, they can't convert their thyroid hormones. This beautiful piece of equipment that God gave us, this vehicle to drive around in this life in, this system that we call medicine is there to destroy this fantastic vehicle. He gave us everything we need. You shall, Genesis 121. You shall find it in the seed. What, what we need, we shall find in the seeds of the fruits of the trees. So this, these apples, malic acid softens these stones. That's a guy in his 20s on this modern diet. Imagine what people out there who are watching yeah. this are in their 40s, their 50s, their 60s. Yep. Guys, yeah. you cannot beat this. Do a gallbladder flush. We can do a show on that. Kevin and I can do a show on it. And we can certainly, you know, we can go a long way by... Don't be buying cable TV and watching all this tripe. Get yourself a juicer. I've got this sitting, this iPad sitting on a $4,000 juicer. You don't need that. Next to it, I've got a 500 and odd pound juicer that I bought nine years ago, a Green Star. Dr. Corbett has a Green Star. You can start with a $50 one. Get yourself a juicer. Start flooding your body. You don't need to be filling your head with garbage then heading off to McDonald's. Remember, they keep McDonald's open and all these garbage stores and uh you know that that when i saw those pictures when i was on air that's a guy in his 20s if he can do a gallbladder cleanse and, and he's a proper guy 
you know, uh, you know what they're like, these young guys, you can do it. Yeah, you well, can go I, a long way to helping yourself. You and already the healthcare know. system, the hospital has gone. They're not letting you get treatment for anything. It's your COVID. It's the COVID hospital now. Yeah. It's the mm. COVID. It's all COVID, COVID, COVID. Well, you so know. we're going to be doing you know, our Kate, own health care. Kate, one of the things that I, I told you was, you know, I had the gallbladder stones as well. And uh, one of the, the things that I was doing, I learned from Dr. Berg, and that was uh, eating the eggs cooked, but leaving the yolks uncooked because they're full of choline. That was one of the things. Um, so you'd have, you know, three or four eggs uh, in the morning for, for a breakfast. Um, and then there was <clears throat> the uh, uh, kale shakes, which was kale, uh, parsley, and beet to- uh, the, the beet top root uh, beet tops uh putting those in uh using some berries for flavoring maybe a little bit of stevia or something in water and all of those things what they ended up doing not just softening the stones Mm. but actually getting rid of them because their cholesterol so all this stuff helped the liver to actually break them down um Mm. to to where they're they, they were just disintegrating and i was told that my gallbladder was full of these stones. They were going to cut my gallbladder out. Thank God, even though they kept me in the in the hospital and were going to charge me enormous amounts of money, they didn't do it. I was able to discover this this stuff to use. I started doing that. That was years ago, and I was having these gallbladder attacks that were extremely uncomfortable, extremely painful. Um, I was having them several times a week, and I haven't had one since I went on that. And doing those mm. things, and then also the you know the the cleanse with the apple juice every day, um, you know, and can then I, the can I just put in there, Tim? Yeah. Can I just put in there because it's really important? What people don't realize is they'll go to their doctor and they'll have neck pain, and they'll have uh, pain underneath their scapula. You know, this big bone at the back on the right hand side, the right hand side, and then they'll get this dull ache here. And then this pain goes down the arm and it can start impinging and you can lose the the feeling in your fingers. And uh, this is something as well that, yes, cyclists get that from the way their neck is. Um, But your gallbladder has a nerve called the phrenic nerve, which runs all the way up and it comes out of the back of the neck. If your gallbladder is inflamed, you're going to get that dull ache here under the rib cage when you eat fats. And if you take a sharp, deep breath in, and you press in with your fingers, and that is tender. That's your gallbladder. So when you go into your doctor, does most allopathic doctors, do they say, uh, do they test them there? No, they don't. They go, oh, it's a neck problem. We want to put some steroids in your neck, inject them in. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can see. Now, if that is so inflamed up here because of this phrenic nerve, you'll get so much lactic acid in the muscles, and they go tight. They can actually displace your vertebra. So wow. you know this, this, this all goes on, and so you end up. We've got all these. We've got a cardiologist for your heart, an endocrinologist for your endocrine system. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got a, we've got a, you know, your your doctor who does all your, um, your, your osteo. Uh, what do you call them? What do you call the bone doctors? I forget. Anyway, you've got all these different different mm-hmm. urologists for your waterworks, and they're all working in these different things. This is a closed circuit. That's what mm-hmm. it is. So it's no good going to a guy who's going to say, let's inject your neck with steroids and let's take out these discs that are malaligned. They need to look at what's caused that. Yes. Is it mechanical or mm. is it internal? Right. And this is what's missing. And this is what doctors have had 
bred out of them because we're in the Rockefeller system. This is nothing to do with, with healthcare anymore. And so this is where this is going. And there's now going to be a huge void where people are going to have to stop, you know, really looking at avoiding ill health and how they can stop it. So all the time we see fair, fat and 40. That's what they say in the UK. Gallbladder problems are in women that are fair, fat and 40. Well, most of the population are fat. In fact, I'd go as far as to say that'll be most of the nurses are going to have to have their gallbladders out from what I saw on TikTok. Uh, so, you know, what, what you've got now is they're taking the gallbladder out where they were before COVID on all these women. And then what's, what do we have of women in the UK? Massive incidence of underactive thyroid in women 40 and over. And why is that? Because estrogen, what it does, your estrogen hijacks the binding agent that your thyroid needs. In other words, it hijacks the car that your thyroid needs to get into to convert your cholesterol to the youth-giving hormones, pregnanolone, progesterone, and bile acid. So the pregnanolone and progesterone keep everything soft and supple, and the progesterone dampens the fire of the estrogen. So what have we got? High estrogen. So you've got all your premenopausal women. They've not got the progesterone anymore because they're no longer ovulating. So they're high estrogen. Then you put in all your pesticides, herbicides, because they're estrogen mimickers. Then all the dairy and the meat, high estrogen. Then all your cosmetics, high estrogen. Anything with an aroma, anything with an aroma. Your detergent, anything is a synthetic estrogen. Jackpot. High estrogen, thyroid function goes down. What did Dr. Gerson find as well? That an autopsy, all patients... Uh, with cancer had lack of iodine in their thyroid gland. And that's where your fluoride, chlorine, bromine displaces it. Then your thyroid doesn't function as well. But what do we do? We get sent to see an endocrinologist and he goes, oh, you need some thyroxine. You get thyroxine free in this country because so many people are on it. So many people. But he never says, don't have fluoride. Don't have chlorine. Let we need to give you some iodine. They're taught the opposite that iodine causes goiter. It's criminal. It doesn't cause goiter. They've just been told that word of mouth. They don't go and look for the science to back that up because they wouldn't have to look very far to find it's the opposite. Well, can, can we tie that to can we let's tie that to, to what's going on today? Because it sounds to me like what you're saying is and this is I'm what I experienced. Now. Can you see? The, the, <laughs> this is this is what it sounded like to me is that and I learned this obviously from the gallbladder stuff was they're trying to treat the symptom rather yeah. than the cause. And I think that's right. happening with this whole COVID yeah. nonsense. I mean, yeah. if, you, if you're just going to be looking at us, oh, your symptom, mm-hmm. you have a fever. Now they're wanting to test everybody for fevers. Well, what does a fever tell you? It doesn't tell you what right. you have. It tells you, you know, your body is trying to fight off something, but it doesn't tell you what you have. So yeah. what is the, what's the whole purpose mm-hmm. of that out of the context there to get to the source of why you're sick in the first place? Dr. Corbett, do you want to chime in? On this, I was just going to say what Kate Shamani's uh, expanded really in great depth there the physiology. Um, the what what she's describing and what you're describing and what most people are describing today is this over specialization. Allopathic medicine treats symptoms, and as Kate expanded there uh, you know one specialist doesn't know what the other's doing so it's like the left hand the right hand you go to so many doctors 
but nobody puts it all together. And uh, it's a bit of a trite thing, but holistic care is about looking for cause and effect. And it's about looking at the whole thing, not just a little bit of it. So you're looking at the whole of the human body, not just the physical body. Uh, you're looking at people's uh, well-being, their mental well-being. You're looking at their spiritual well-being. You're looking at the whole thing, not just the bit of it, the physical bit of it. And, you know, what they do very well is to focus down and drill down. That's why a hospital has so many specialists all feeding off the one body, the one patient. And you feeding go to one, out the same trough. That's right. You go to one, you go to the other, and it's over-specialized. It's really expensive. You end up on a bunch of pills, you know, not just a few, like 20, and you're still not cured. You're still not any better because the whole system is built on this ratchet that just tightens and tightens, and you become more and more dependent. And there's very little cure in that system. So coming out of it, you've got to um, work more holistically and you've got to look at alternative paradigms, alternative ways of looking at what's wrong. And there's no good just symptoms. You've got to look at what's behind it. And this is what they've done with COVID. They've taken very generic symptoms that are shared with hundreds of different diseases. And they said, these particular symptoms must be COVID. Even without a test, we're diagnosing you with COVID. And therefore, that's why so many people have died, because they've been put on care pathways that have ended up on ventilators or some form of ventilation that is not necessary. And they have treatments and, and anesthetics that aren't needed. And that's why people's organs fail, because they've been treated inappropriately. But that's a side issue to what's happening with the Great Reset and the economic repackaging that's going on. This is the, the big, big deal, really. The, the side issue is COVID. The big deal is the reset and the, you know, the Chinification of the United States and the communist takeover of the United States, really, because that's what's happening over there. The same thing here, the same thing here, but we've had a socialist philosophy here guiding the health service so we're already halfway there now we're already nearly there and, yeah, and also with just kevin what's saying there is if that's the case well it is the case there's not going to be a healthcare system like there used to be there so when you with all your different ailments and illnesses and all let's remember that the the top three causes of death in the uk are heart disease cancer and prescription medication, yeah, um, yeah. you know, which is outrageous. But and, and the doctors don't take that into consideration. That includes the vaccines as well. You see, that's prescription med. But what's going to happen is all of these clinics that we see, they're not going to be there anymore. So there's going to be such a skeleton service. And then there's going to be the private one alongside it that the majority of the people aren't even going to be working enough to pay for any private. But so the only way that you're going to afford yourself any longevity, if you're not wiped out by this device and everything else they're going to be throwing at us, is by avoiding disease in the first place or knowing how to heal the body. So whereas you had mm. healthcare before, you're going to have this massive void, huge void. And mm. guess what? This is full circle. We used to have the naturopaths and then the allopaths came along. The naturopaths, they said the disease would kill you. This was the satire of the century. The allopaths, they said the treatment would kill you. And that is exactly what's happening. So we've come full circle. And I think 
this, this, there is going to be this void, this area of great uh, mm. possibilities. That saying, when I put my faith in God, therefore myself, I'm open to infinite awareness and possibilities of actually going back to what we should do and learning yeah. how to heal the body. Well, I, I think this is the thing that, you know, this is an opportunity as well. As Kate Jamani is saying that the health services are gone as we knew them. They're COVID health services now. Everything will be coded as COVID. We'll be treated within a paradigm of COVID. So this is what it's all about. It's a data generating service. It generates COVID data. And if you want to be treated outside of that, you're going to have to take yourself away and find alternatives. And really generating your own knowledge and generating your own lifestyle that's healthy is going to be the way forward. And there's lots of uh, alternative practitioners out there, certainly in the United States. It's, 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 it's led the way, really, in non-allopathic approaches. And you even have, you know, osteopathic doctors there who've got a, a, a you know, they're trained in a curriculum that overlaps with allopathic curriculum. Yeah, Dr. So, Tenpenny is fantastic. Dr. Karen Madej. Yeah, and, you know, <clears throat> by the way. Well. The reality is, that the health services as we know them have gone. They've gone now completely, yeah. and they're not going to come back. And they're going to be. It's going to be a situation where you've got to, in a way, develop your own knowledge base about what's healthy and what's unhealthy. And you've got to enact lifestyle changes to keep yourself healthy. So you don't need, unless you have an emergency, a road accident, you don't need to go to the hospital. You know. Because the hospital is not going to, in my view, my modest view, the, ho- the COVID hospital is going to be no help to people. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Let me, let me get ready and well, close. All the close nurses it. have had the vaccines, sorry, the device. All these people that work in those environments that have had this device inserted, mm. what on earth is going to happen to them? Yeah. And they're already talking now about heading off the, it's in the news today, heading off the COVID <laughs> by giving another vaccination in the autumn. So do you see? They've loaded you with yeah. messenger RNA and now they're going to give you that, they're going to give you that virus. I yeah. would absolutely, I hope to God I'm wrong, but I know I'm not wrong based on all of the literature I've read and the science. And I'm sure Dr. Corbett will agree that when this begins, where they've already been loaded, locked and loaded with this messenger RNA, we're going to see deaths like we've not seen. That's why Bill and Melinda Gates were smiling. It will be ascribed to COVID or yeah. a variant or a new variant. They'll be explained away as part of this corona hysteria agenda. And, but the reality is we know that that's, that's not correct. And a lot of scientists know that's correct. You know, you've got a case of me on today. There's, there's literally thousands and thousands of scientists now yep. saying this. Medical scientists, nursing scientists, you name it. There's, there's thousands and thousands across the world. Yep. Millions, no. And it will not be caped from the public. The public are not stupid and they're not ignorant. They know all the contradictions from an experiential basis of managing the everyday. And they won't go along with it. There'll be a tipping point here. And if mm. there is a tipping point, it'll come in the next year or so. 
and it would be vicious. Well, yeah, and vicious. and I think one of the things is is like what we read from the young lady who the the actress who is just putting out those things. Once that starts, the government and their their useful idiots in the media will begin yeah. to point the finger at who they say. Oh, it was these people that said they trusted in God. It was these people who wanted this alternative message. It was these people that want, didn't want to go along with the mass man. These are the people who are causing all these deaths. They're not going to talk about the vaccines doing that. No, 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 no. They're, not, they're already mm-hmm. telling you that. The, the latest example is this uh, Tennessee surgeon, 37 years old, just fine, mm-hmm. gets a second dose, and then they go, oh, well, he had the COVID virus mm-hmm. before. Well, wait a minute. I thought you said this these these quote unquote vaccines, these injections were supposed to take care of it because they were effective, right? Isn't that the terms they're they're peddling out there? And guys, I know you have to go, so I wanted to get ready and close I the think, show. I think to leave I think to leave on a plus note. Yeah, go ahead. As, I, as I'm shoveling in organic blueberries, <laughs> antioxidants, these are fabulous. Yes. Even my dogs like these. I think we, we really do have to put our faith in one another and you know it yeah. won't take public long to work out that those that are getting that are dying straight away with cytokine storm which is going to present like um it's going to present like sepsis and then those that are starting to get really sick with aids acquired immune deficiency syndrome it's not going to take them very long to work it out hey hang on a minute none of those anti-vaxxer mobs are dead they're all alive so Mm. how come it's just the ones that have had the vaccine that are dead. People aren't stupid. They'll mm. work that out very quickly. Mm. That's mm. exactly what happened in Africa. The people yeah. worked out very quickly that the, all the people that got that tetanus vaccine, they got AIDS. And the people, absolutely, when the vaccination teams went in in UNICEF, the people would run away. Mm. They ran away from the vaccine teams. Yep. You know. You, you have to have faith in mankind. Yeah, I think that's the poor, important, hopeful message, um, Tim, you know, that Kate's mentioning is that, you know, we're getting a lot of coercion. We're getting told we're going to have people knocking on the door if you haven't had the vaccine. We're getting all these frightful messages, £10,000 fine, 10 years in jail if you do this, you don't do that. This is all fear porn, right? Fear porn. We know what makes us ill. We know how to keep ourselves healthy. And we have to go forward with that positive view. The psychological damage, yeah. The psychological is the most dangerous, right? You infect people's minds with this notion yep. that they've got sickness and you socially distance them. And this is a way of killing you spiritually, psychologically, by isolation. And and if you, you, you've got to fight this psychologically and spiritually as well as physically. It's, it's a, a battle on all levels. And you have to keep that mindset positive. And you have to get out. You have to associate with people. Yep. And you have to find ways around it. And you have to be creative with that. Yep, I totally agree. And I appreciate the, that we can end on that kind of a note. Because, guys, uh, this is one of the things we don't want to leave people with. We want to let them know what's going on. We should know what the enemy is doing so that we can combat it. Uh, Ephesians 5.11 says we expose the works of darkness. We don't try to cover them up. We don't play along with their games. Uh, We don't, you know, play along with their lies. We expose them, and then we look for ways uh, that God has given us whereby we can do the things that he has commanded us to do. And again, I want to leave everybody with... Pick up your Bible, read Psalm 91, get that inside of you. 
I mean, get that deep down into your heart because trusting God, look, we live, I, I was, uh, I had an interview with Representative uh, Eric Mortensen from up in Minnesota yesterday that I played. If you, I'll, I'll have that in the archives. I'll go ahead and put that in the archives for tomorrow or for today. But with Eric Mortensen, and uh, we were talking about the articles of impeachment he's imposed against the governor there. And one of the things he said was, he says, when you live life, you live with the risk of not living. You, you just always live with that. That's a part of life is living with the risk of not living. And it doesn't matter if, you know, if it's the flu, if it's a shot, if it's something you eat, if it's where you go, if it's getting in your car, you always live with the risk. But the Bible tells us that those who hide themselves in the shadow of the Almighty, He puts a hedge of protection around us. And those who are in Christ have the the promise of God for that. We should we should be the last people that are fearful. And I'm not saying that there aren't times that we don't become fearful, but we have to be reminded of what God has said. Even godly men of the past, you can read them in the Old Testament, you can read them in the New Testament. They became fearful and they were commanded, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And uh, do what God has commanded. So, guys, thank you for joining us this morning. We appreciate your time. Thank you for staying over long, a little bit further than, than 30 minutes. But uh, we appreciate No, you don't have to get another co- cup of coffee. <laughs> We're closing out because they have things to do. I've got things to do. We appreciate all your support, guys. And uh, Kate and Kevin, thank you again. And you guys have a great weekend. 6 a.m., Lord willing. We're going to be talking to you on Monday morning. See ya. <laughs>